Welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations twice a week give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. And today I'd like to talk about those fresh vegetables. We all know that we need to eat more of them. Many of us do, but actually too many of us don't. Perhaps until now, that is. It seems to me that this coronavirus crisis, which let's face it, is affecting every single one of us, all seven plus billion people alive on the planet today. It's affecting us in remarkably similar ways. And it's made us think about the connection between good diet and its ability to help us fight disease. So if ever there was a time to shout from the rooftops that fresh vegetables are good for you, it seems to me the time is now. To discuss this with me today, I'm pleased to be joined on Fruitbox by Chris Grote of Enza Zarden, a vegetable breeding company that's based in the Netherlands and has been bringing new vegetables to market for more than 80 years. Chris, it's really Nice to have you on Fruitbox. Welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for inviting me to Fruitbox. I feel honoured. <laughs> That's very kind of you. <laughs> um, now, listen, there's never been a time, as I said, to shout about the benefits of fresh vegetables. Do you, do you agree, Chris? Uh, yes, I agree for sure. Uh, I, however, I do think uh, it would also be worthwhile to drive initiatives that stimulate extra vegetable consumption. Uh, for example, uh, to ensure that we consume uh, uh, vegetables at breakfast or at lunch um, or maybe as a snack. Um, and, and I do think, Chris, that, that we have to look at the Chinese because uh, not many people realize, uh, but Chinese vegetable consumption equals 300 kilos um, per capita per year. 300 kilos? Yeah, I learned that at uh, the Asia Fruit Congress. Uh, where you showed us these figures. So it must be true. They are for 100% true. I fully believe them. But if you, equals it, if you, if you equal this with, uh, with the Netherlands, it's unbelievable because in the Netherlands we eat 19 kilos. Um, so sometimes I do think that, that uh, uh, yeah, uh, looking at this topic, uh, I would love to see more initiatives in, in, in uh, yeah. In what I just mentioned. Mm. Now I've said all of these things about how we need to shout about vegetables and so on and for you guys in the vegetable seed business you're the ones who've got to implement all of this and I know that developing vegetable seeds takes uh, an awful lot of time and it's a very expensive business so what's your primary focus? It's all on the consumer these days isn't it? Uh, it's absolutely about the consumer but to my professional opinion uh, it's all about relevance. Um, because what we develop uh, should be relevant to everybody dealing with the products, and that includes the consumer. Uh, and to give you an example, uh, and that is what, something we learned uh, in practice, that if we develop a product uh, that seems to be super relevant for the consumer, but not for the retailer, for example, uh, then at the end, the product will never reach the consumer. So... Just explain that again, that the, 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 the retailer, why, why won't the retailer bring it if, if it's what the consumer wants? Uh, well, it could be related to the, to the, to the category strategy of the retailer. Um, so, so I think, to be honest, I, I think that, that it, it's related to a lot of topics, but 
um, it could be um, the, the category strategy. Okay. Now, consumer preference mapping is uh, is a very exact science, and the data that that it reveals um, it's all sorts of information that help you look into the future. If you put the data to one side for a moment, my hunch is that people from now on will want to eat more vegetables with a higher nutrient content. What What do you think? Do you agree? Um, well, again, I do agree, but uh, uh, let's say within the ENSA organization, um, uh, we, we think it's more in the direction of um, uh, awareness. Uh, and what I mean with awareness is that, uh, that um, uh, awareness in relation of origin. So what we see is that more and more consumers um, um, uh, want to know where is the product coming from. Uh, how is the product produced? Uh, what kind of chemicals did people uh, did did growers use uh, 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 for my product? So, uh, it's, we we think it will be more in that direction than uh, than um, uh, although it's relevant what you just said. What more more relevant than the nutrient content? It's the more basic, uh, I suppose, issues to do with the traceability of the product. Yeah, yeah, and I think nutrition for a specific vegetable is also uh, not easy to communicate because at the end, consumers are looking for a nutritional diet, um, um, and then the vegetable is uh, part of it. So then, due to the fact that it is part of it, then the focus is on the uh, uh, on the on the meal itself or on the the, the way it's uh, uh, sold or brought to the consumer. Um, uh, it doesn't it doesn't say that we don't need to develop nutrition rich vegetables mm. but the, on this question of of the the nu nutrition rich vegetables and, and the nutrient content of vegetables we've seen a product like kale which um i know that you guys in the eat in the netherlands quite a lot of it you mix it with potatoes and serve it with uh, cooked sausage and it's absolutely delicious but it took as it were the concerned uh, upscale consumers of california um, to embrace kale and they brought it all the way to let's say Carnaby Street here in in London and everybody kind of understands that kale is good for you although kale you know to be frank isn't the tastiest vegetable in the world but sales as we all know have have kind of gone through the roof and so that suggests that actually people do want to consumers really do buy into the idea that vegetables are good for you yeah, they are, yeah, hundred percent right. If 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 a product is hyped like the kale, because at the end it has been hyped by uh, by um, um, uh, in the US by by um, famous people, mm -hmm. um, uh, then the focus will be on that. But let let's say as a breeding company, um, uh, uh, our starting point um, is what we say the the, the spider web. Uh, so when we look at at uh, at a vegetable, we look at from the spider web trade perspective, and what does it mean? It, um, we have a spider web where we say, well, we you have the trade resistance, you have the trade yield, you have the trade plant habit, you have the trade stable production, shelf life, ferments. Uh, it should be trendy, uh, taste, color, texture, convenience, health attributes, um, uh, uh, and that's. Let's say at that spider web, we need to look um, and find some kind of balance uh, uh, to develop products. So all different, a whole load of different considerations that come into making this particular product relevant. Absolutely, and and to be honest, uh, Chris, if I may uh, interrupt, but let, let's say if you look at at uh, at 
uh, at today and maybe 20 years ago. Um, uh, I think that the whole, uh, that, that the fact that a, a product like Kale can be hyped um, also brought us as a seed breeding company in the direction of focusing more on those consumer traits. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's say 20 years ago, it was all about the grower traits. Uh, and now you see that the, that, the, the, yeah, that the number of traits we look at before we bring a product to market is way bigger than that it was in the, in, in the past. Sure. But as you've said already, um, it's not just about the consumer. It has to work for the grower as well. And growers, you know, are, are all focused on naturally enough on productivity, on realizing the maximum production at the lowest cost. So it can't be terribly easy matching the demands of the consumers with the requirements of growers, can it? Um, that is partly true. I think that when you when you bring it like this, that that uh, that uh, it's very generalist generalistic, um, uh, because you do have growers who have a different focus. Um, but but, I, uh, but personally, I think um, when we look at, at the produce business, I think that, that the biggest challenge uh, we face is that we we uh, is that we need to start to change our mindset. Um, um, because I'm convinced that if we start to feel obligated that we should deliver the consumer of the future a relevant product for the consumer, uh, well, then then I'm I'm 100% sure that we will start to create beautiful things together. Um, and um, uh, what I sense in today's market is that um, a lot of uh, companies um, involved in bringing that product. Um, uh, to the consumer, uh, do not have that, um, uh, do not feel the true obligation of uh, delivering the consumer relevant product. Um, yeah, and so so I, I I think I I think we should focus on that. And let's say we try to um, uh, to bring our growers uh, with us in that uh, mindset to to. We try to take them with us in that obligation. Mm -hmm. now, now, share with me some of your secrets. What are the things you're going to be focusing on now as a business? And are they any different to the objectives you had at the start of the year, I guess, before this crisis started? Um, well, to be honest, we, we do not have really big secrets at the moment. Um, and um, uh, uh, and it's we as seed companies are maybe a little bit boring um, uh, in that perspective. We, 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 yeah, not too many things changed Be, because the key in breeding is still breeding for resistance. Uh, and I think that the Corona crisis made us all understand why virus resistance breeding, for example, is super important um, because without a resistance, uh, the food chain uh, will get under pressure. Uh, and and to, to give an example on this topic is that in the plant world today, um, uh, uh, we have a virus uh, which is, um, uh, yeah, how, how to say, running around the world mm -hmm. uh, and creating huge problems for uh, uh, growers and putting pressure on the supply chain. Uh, and that virus is called uh, tomato brown. Mm -hmm. um, so in our company, the focus is... Um, uh, finding that resistance um, uh, uh, to uh, ensure that uh, we can maintain uh, eating uh, delicious tomato. Mm. And, and and for us as consumers, I guess the 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 resistance that we can build up ourselves is by eating more of these 
delicious tomatoes and all the fresh vegetables and the fruits and vegetables are out there that that I think make us feel healthier. That certainly seems to be the indication from the sales uh, figures that we're seeing um, over the last several months. Chris, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Chris Grote of Enzo Zarden. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, Chris. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. Yeah, well, thank you very much, uh, Chris, for inviting me. And um, hopefully we can repeat this uh, uh, maybe one year or two years or one month or let's see. I look forward to it. You can find today's conversation with Chris and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. They can also be found on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for the word Fruitbox. Now, you'll know that our audience is growing fast and it's great that so many of you are tuning in to these conversations. Thank you for all your positive feedback. If you want to feature in a future episode, then why don't you get in touch with me? Just drop me a line to chris at fruitnet.com. Um, now, if uh, Chris Grote has aroused your interest in vegetables, and I'm sure he has, then make sure you buy more of them the next time you go food shopping. Fresh vegetables, as we've been discussing, are very good for you, and we need more good things in our lives these days. Uh, and one little last advertisement. Don't forget to download our new magazine apps to read while you munch away on that plate of leafy greens wherever you are in the world. The apps are available now at the Apple App Store and on Google Play. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.